Welcome, my friends, to Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat, the podcast that never ends, where we gather our clan and talk about the peace and love in our lives, the difficulties along the journey, and how we rise up from them. We will experience a little thing I call cluberty together, and by the end of the show, we're going to find our sweet spot. I'm Uncle Dave, and our transformation starts right here. Hey now, and how are you doing? I want to welcome you to the next episode of Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Today's guest, as always, is going to give us so much information. Kim Curtis is, is an author. She's a financial advisor. She's a mom. She's a daughter. She's a sister. She's like every one of us. So let's talk to Kim and find out where this is going to go because, you know, who knows where it's going to go, and it's going to be a lot of fun. How are you doing this morning, Kim? Great, David. Thanks for that introduction. I love it. All right. Awesome. I, I, I thank you so much for coming on. And uh, I know we got connected and I was really glad that we got connected. We just had a nice little early you know, pre-conversation and it, it went really great. And, uh, you know, so I'd love to hear a little bit about your path. So, you know, when I, I have my coaching practice is called On the Path. And what that stands for is Personal Attitudes Towards Happiness. So mm. I, I'd love to hear what your path looks like and what you think about your path or, or, or your journey in life. Happy to do that. Boy, that, that's a big question all in one, but I'll, I'll, I'll bring it down to, to something really kind of signature event. When I was a teenager, my, my parents got divorced and my mom had no skills and she got full custody of three teenage daughters. And so she applied for and received government assisted lunches. So I had this little red ticket, David, that I would have to give to the lunch line cat lady cashier every day of those five days of school. And as I handed that to the cashier, I had such enormous shame and who am I and my I'm poor and, you know, and all of those feelings uh, culminated in in primarily shame and when I went, but my mom had one thing with her three daughters, and that was uh, to make sure you get your education because no one can take it away from you. Mm. Of course, that's what she would say as a mom that got married prematurely young and didn't uh, finish school because uh, my dad got drafted in the war. So I went to college and law school. Mm. And then as soon as I graduated from law school, David, within six months, defaulted on my school loans. <sighs> I know. So at the time, I would say in today's dollars, it was about $92,000 to give you a sense of the magnitude of that loan back then. And what happened as I was so fortunate, I had um, an anonymous donor pay $1,000 on my school loan debt. And you know, when your head is in the sand on money and you have no concept around money, uh, what I say is, is if your head's in the sand, how you do money is how you do life. Mm. And if your head is in the sand on money, trust me, there are other areas in your life that you are ignoring. And the fact that I even opened up those statements in itself was a big deal. Uh, and what happened is when I saw that the balance went down, not up, it, it was like, it was almost like um, a snap. Uh, something happened to me that thought, well, you know, because it was anonymous, I couldn't go to that person and say, what do you want? Or, you know, mm. what is it that you see in me that I don't see in myself? I had to ask those questions to myself. And as a result of that, I realized, well, who am I? Who do I want to be? And what am I going to do differently? And that's kind of what changed the, the direction of my life where I my legal background is negotiation, mediation, and arbitration. And, um, and then I moved to finance at 30 
And what do people argue most about, right? Other than the <laughs> big S word, right? Uh, money. And so th- uh, that took me in that path. And I have a master's in finance in addition to my legal background. And so here I am today, someone who was a complete shit show on money. And now I run a wealth management firm, a very successful one. How crazy. Yeah. Well, that's one of those things that we talk about, uh, the Phoenix moments. So that, so that, that, you know, and you know, I, I heard this quote once by Les Brown, sometimes God shows up by somebody's doing something anonymously. So, you know, it's, it sounds like in, in your life, you know, that was definitely whoever that person is was, was an angel, but also showing up because look at how that, that transitioned. Look at that pivot moment in your life, that, that Phoenix moment in your life, how that look, took you in another direction and got you to rise out of the ashes, feeling, you know, from your childhood uh, of, you know, being ashamed and, and, and all these other pieces who then lifted you so much higher. I love the Phoenix moment and, you know, we all have them, but sometimes we're not conscious to notice that that's the opportunity. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. You know, because it's how we define ourselves. You know, sometimes it's, Oh, this happened to me. And we play, you know, not necessarily a victim, but sometimes we do play There's a piece of victimhood within all of us that, you know, this happened to me instead of looking for the golden lining or or that spark that'll reignite ourselves. Yeah, I, I would say that that what happened during that time as I was asking the questions to myself is what I realized is that life happens. You know, many of us don't have a choice around, you know, what happens in our lives. We, we don't have any influence in what that is, but we do have influence in how we make decisions, you know, the choices that we make. I'm checking my volume. I feel like I uh, hit something on my audio. It, so it all sounds good. fine. Thank yep, you. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I think it was Jack Canfield who would, who had this equation that E plus O, uh, E plus R equals O. E plus R equals O. Events happen in our lives, plus our responses to those events equals our outcome. Mm-hmm. And so the responses are the choices that we make along the way. And the outcomes is we're 100% responsible for the outcomes in our life. And how do we show up around the choices that we make in those pivotal moments? That that's that, that's great because that's exactly what we do is when we make those those decisions how we accept the and how we receive uh, you know instead of accept uh, you know a lot of people say you, you know oh I accept that uh, that's okay you can accept it but uh, it's how you receive it and how and what that does for you uh, it's, everything becomes a lesson uh, no matter what goes on it becomes a lesson and, and I know you have lots of lessons because you really are one of those strong people who uh, talk about educating yourselves, not only starting off as a lawyer, which I, I had it known, but and then became a successful financial advisor using the background that you had. Uh, you know, you, we look at the skills. So you, it sounded like you looked at the skills that you had, you possessed, and saw what you could enhance, which is really powerful also. You know, I ended up in finance from a quiz, believe it or not. (laughs) (laughs) We should all take those quizzes. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone has an HR person that they know that helps get you on the right path. But um, no, I I was with a national dispute resolution firm. And as a matter of fact, David, they sent me to Salt Lake City to open up a Salt Lake City office back (sighs) in the day. And um, 
So as I moved up in the ranks, I no longer became, I was no longer involved in settlement conferences or mediations or negotiations. I actually was a spokesperson. So what happened is when I became a spokesperson at 30, I looked around and was like, okay, I need to get back into the heart of the matter and make a difference for people. And that's when I took that quiz, one of the you know people that are in the HR mm-hmm. world, and we all know what those assessments are. And that's when financial planning, wealth management, finance came up as an area that I may be good at. And that's how I ended up in finance, believe it or not. It was, it was kind of this whole career shift. Yeah, you know, it, it's really I- incredible how the universe brings you exactly where you're supposed to be, meeting the people you're supposed to meet, and where that takes off. And, and, and that's incredible. So I, I know, you know, I, I, you know, I know we don't always talk about all the plans we have in, in life. I mean, wellness plans, financial plans. And that's one of those things that I, I thought would be really interesting, especially that we always need to do it. I mean, you, you, you were just sharing that through your whole life, you're the successful financial coach. And then you didn't realize the plant, the other additional planning as a, as a daughter, you know, you and your sister had done that. And, you know, we both were living through a lot of that last year, unfortunately, but mm-hmm. how much of that planning could be smoother because of that? So, and I, I enjoy talking about wellness plans, but could you give us a walk through, you know, about your taking charge, right? That's, that's the important part is starting with a, a take charge attitude. It, and that really gets back to what we said earlier uh, in terms of outcomes, which is take charge. So, um, David, what you asked me actually had three different steps to it, ultimately leading to our moms, which Mm -hmm. is what we talked about in the green room. So when I think of money and wealth, it's frenetic. It swirls around us, and yet it's the thread that navigates our human existence. It touches every aspect from relationships to family to you name it, So and community. So if you think about if you uh, like a pyramid, almost like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So (laughs) on the bottom, you got food, clothing, shelter. On the top, you have self-actualization. Well, if you did that for wealth management or money, the bottom is managing the money. That's why people usually come to our firm. But above that is achievement of goals. That's where the planning comes in, is that achievement of you need to take the money and attach it to a plan. Otherwise, it's like archery without a bullseye. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's what the plan does. It puts context around where your money is, attaches it to goals to make sure that it has a path of purpose. So if you're going up that pyramid, you have two more steps. The next one, by tying the money to the plan, you then get peace of mind. All of a sudden, that frenetic money is your foundation. And so with that foundation, you then have a chance to kind of breathe to get to the pinnacle of that pyramid, which is impact or legacy. And without a plan, you're just running around thinking you're supposed to do things and not necessarily knowing whether you're on track or not. When you have a financial plan during a chaotic capital markets that we're in with high inflation and interest rates uh, increasing, without a plan, it's scary. But when you tie it to the plan, all of a sudden you know what that means to you specifically. And then you recognize that in the long scheme of things of the next 20, 30, 40 years, that whatever is happening today is really an irrelevant in the long-term game plan. So, so that, that pyramid is really important to understand in terms of getting your money in a place that, that you have a plan that you feel confident around it so that you have peace of mind. So you could focus on what you really love. 
Like, why are you here on this planet, David? What You already know that because you're doing it. You're living it. Um, but but many of us don't have the space to breathe, to recognize why are we here? Are we doing something impactful? And is it purposeful? And do we love it? Because that's really the gateway. That's the doorway to a happy, healthy, healthy, fulfilling life is doing what you love. That's the doorway to it. And money, actually, believe it or not, surprisingly follows. Yeah, exactly. You have to find out what, you, what, you, what your passions are first and then find out a way to receive the, the, the money for it. money. Money's out there. You know, I, I just, I've been talking with uh, one of the, the coaches I work with and he goes, there's like $4 trillion out there, $400 trillion out there. It's there for everybody. It's not, you know, we have to think of, change our mindsets. And then when, once we have it, we need to respect it. You can't, you know, if, if you're just going to have it and spend it freely or not have that plan, have that focus. You know, again, when I talk about on the path, you need that direction. You need a compass. You need those things. What are some of the things that you do or help keep people on, on that compass? Yeah, well, I just described it with that pyramid and putting a plan up. Obviously, we yeah. put a financial plan together sure. that is tied to their vision, values, and goals. Um, but but what's really important around that, which you mentioned that, and then we'll get back to our moms in terms of aging parents and planning I didn't quite do that I should have. Um, but there are, there are two laws of money. Mm-hmm. The, the human-made laws, which is what I do every day, that's financial planning, that's cash flow, budgeting, net worth, uh, portfolio construction, estate planning, retirement planning, tax mitigation. There are six key areas of planning, and that's what I do, and that's the human-made laws. The other laws are natural money laws. And natural money laws, we inherently already have, but we've lost, many of us have lost track. And you mentioned one of them very early, and that is giving and receiving. That's one of the natural money laws, is not only giving, but to be able to receive. And the other is ebb and flow, cause and effect, supply and demand, intention and desire, uh, clear agreements, all of those are natural money laws that we inherently already have. And actually, wealth creation, wealth consciousness starts with the natural money laws. And then it's up to us to be smart about the human-made laws in harmony so that we live a fulfilling life. And what happens is, I think, is that we focus on the human-made laws without focusing on what is inherently already within us. Because you could have a lot of money and have a very unhappy life if you don't understand the natural money laws. Sure. Yeah. So that's important. And that it's available to anyone. Money is available to anyone. If they go, like we said earlier, start to follow the path of their their gifts and purpose. and, And then making sure that they pay attention to the natural money laws. Because it has to be, I mean, money is looking for you, not the opposite. We always say, I need money, I need money. No, no, no. Money actually needs you. To these list- to the listeners, understand what I just said. Money is looking for you. So it needs, but, but to find you, it needs your ideas, your vision, your imagination, your creativity, your joy to be magnetic enough so that you could create a business or do something that makes a difference to the greater good for you and your family and the world. And when you do that through your ideas, money finds you. Yeah, it, it really is the law of attraction. And it's not just saying... Well, that's a good point, yeah. You know, it, it's not just saying, uh, I want money. Because that, that, does, that doesn't work because 
you know, while it wants, it, it's sort of that, that balance that we all have with ego. Uh, you know, if your ego is too strong, it doesn't matter what happens. It, it, it throws you off the track. But money wants to be there, right? It, the only value that money has is really what we give it, right? Uh, you know, I could give you $10,000, which might mean a lot to you or might mean nothing to you. And it doesn't matter what we do. It, it, it's, it, it's, it's the ego. So how do you find that, that, that great balance where I'll go peace and love? What, what brings peace and love it, 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 so you can have that great flow of money, balance, life, and all that peace? Great question. Uh, I'll I'll speak to me specifically in terms of peace and love. And that was when I made the shift. Um, when I made that shift, obviously, it's a journey. It's a process. All of this that we're describing is a process. And, and as you said in the very beginning, when you're ready, the next step appears. And you said it in a little different way, but that's pretty much what you were saying so- is when I had that snap, I was ready to receive that. Uh, and I was conscious enough to know and to ask those questions to myself when I had that anonymous gift. So I would say the anonymous gift that that we will give to to listeners through this conversation, that that thousand dollars metaphorically could change all of the listeners lives by what we're sharing in terms of harmony and peace and love. However, most many may not hear it. They may have judgments around what we just said, that money is looking for you. And for the listeners, I would really check in with yourself when I said money is looking for you, because if you were like, yeah, yeah, what is she talking about? <laughs> well, there you go. That gives you an idea that you're not you're not receptive to it. But some listeners may have been leaning in. What there, maybe there's something here that's valuable for me. And I think that's really the difference, which gets back to mindset. But the whole peace and love and harmony is really being in alignment and listening to to what's your next step. It's not like changing the world right out of the gate, which of course you and I want to do that. (laughs) But it's really like, okay, that's my bigger vision. But today, what do I need to do? Mm -hmm. That's in alignment with that. And as long as I continue to have fun doing these things, then peace and love and harmony is like right there, right at the center of it. And we live that every day because you and I are doing what we do, what we love. And that's it. It's really all about the energy that we shift and how we shift it to really think about it. When you start thinking about money, uh, it's just a means to an end, right? You know, you want a nicer house? Okay. But it's just a means to an end. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. But it's also looking deep within yourself. So let's get to that part about our moms and the learning lesson that you had uh, this past year. So you've been a financial, a successful, very successful, in fact, a very successful financial advisor your whole life. And uh, as your mom uh, transitioned, you realized how much planning that we don't make for, for ourselves. And if you could share that. Yeah. Uh, thank you. And, and again, David, the fact that we both lost our moms last year is really hard. So, um, but we learn from those lessons and never, I'm going to share yeah. What I learned and um, the financial piece, generally, we recognize what's what what are the things that we need to do. So it wasn't as much the financial piece, but I will share a few things that are important, um, especially for our older parents or uh, friends that we know that we are caring for um, is make sure that there's no safe deposit box. 
My mom had a safe deposit box. I was lucky enough <laughs> while she was alive to find that key. And we talked about it. And she and I went to the bank and closed it out. Um, oftentimes people put legal documents in a safe deposit box, which means you can't do anything. You can't get the certification that you're the, you're the, yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing because that's exactly where I'm at. That's, that's the world I'm, I'm living in right now. Um, for, for half of the problem that I had last year. So I, I, I can really, you know, uh, this, that has taught me a lesson. Uh, all the things that I experienced last year is I am buttoning up my things. I thought I was pretty good on buttoning up things, but I was not as good as I thought. This year is the, we're going to make sure all the I's are dotted and, and T's mm. crossed. Please continue. Well, and what's, what we could do is I have this aging parent checklist that we could give to the listeners for free uh, as a result that my sister and I put together as a result of the loss of my mom. Um, but one of the things is my sister used to live close to my mom and she moved away with her husband after he retired. So they moved to Tennessee. I grew up in the Buffalo area of New York. <laughs> and um, my we put together an emergency contact list that pretty much had you know, my mom went to church. Who's the minister? What are all the people that she knows that she's in contact with? Who are her doctors? Who's her primary care doctor? She gets her hair done every Friday morning. What time is that? Who is the name of the person that does it? When does she get her nails done? You know, all these little things that allowed my mom to feel beautiful as she was transitioning. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing, so that was really important because we put that on the refrigerator so as her care need increased and more people were going into the house, they knew who to contact, what family members were, how to reach every single one. And it was on the refrigerator. Um, also, those that pink sheet that exists that allows for this is in New York State. I think the pink sheet exists in other states. But in New York, your parents sign something that they don't want to be, you know, they don't want to be on a tube. They don't yep. want to be you healthcare know. proxies. Yeah. Yes. And it allows that when people rush to the house, they know they're not going to do certain things. Yep. Uh, and they know that maybe she just needs a lift assist to get back in her bed versus rushing her to the hospital, which is the last place she wanted to be. Um, so those kind of simple things really help. And then the one that really was just nuanced, David was, when they can no longer speak for themselves, it's 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 good to plan ahead. And we actually put together a playlist of my mom's favorite songs. Mm. So we would have this playlist going in the background in her bedroom. Ah, oh. and you know, it's the hymns, it's all the things that are important to them. And I think that really just lifted her spirits. That's awesome. Uh, that that sounds it sounds like a beautiful experience because. Not everybody has uh, that experience, but it's also the intentions uh, of what you do. I mean, when, when you know, uh, my sister wasn't so happy uh, and I wasn't intent. I, you know, I had asked her permission. Uh, can can we laugh at mom, mom's funeral? Uh, and she's like, I don't think I, I'm, I'm ready for it. So I, and I get up there to do the eulogy and I go, um, I, I was going to start off with a joke and I was going to make everybody clap. And my nephew then took that as to clap and I was like, no, 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 no. I, I, I promised that I wasn't going to make everybody do it, but since we already did it, um, okay, <laughs> thank you. You know, it's really how we shift our energy. Mm. And that's, mm -mm. you know, uh, looking at it, because I have friends who don't want to talk about any of the transitions. I mean, when, when you know, preparing ourselves or anything else, uh, you know, 
if you if you do that, it, it's all about going back to that plan, having that preparation, and you know we we have to it, it, when you prepare, it becomes smoothly. It becomes a completely different experience, and you're able to mourn differently uh, it, it, or live differently. So if we go back to our financial plans, it yeah. really is about having the right plan set up properly. And if you have it set up properly, then guess what? Go out, go for it, and you can live your life. You don't have to think about it. It's already done. And then adjust. Even the, the learnings that you had uh, when your mom was transitioning, you know, you, you're like, oh, okay, I'm still missing something, not necessarily on a financial plan, but things that, that could help. And I would love for you to uh, send me the link so that way we can make sure we, we, we have that in the show notes because I think that's important, and that's great to give it away for free because we all need that. We some people just don't know. Uh, you know. Uh, you know. Again, when I was going through the the issues of last year between uh, Kevin and, and his mom, and then my mom, you know, the hospice caregivers were like, "How did you know this?" I was like, "Unfortunately, I have some super skills. I have a lot of super skills. That was one of them. You know, that I knew what yeah. to do. I, I was mm-hmm. taught, and I, I knew how to weave through what we need to do." Uh, and that's the most important part as we're on our journeys to weave through what might be tougher obstacles. We'll be back in a moment. Beep, beep, beep. We are interrupting this show to tell you about our podcast with a very special announcement. Hey, folks, I hope you're enjoying your podcast, which you're listening to right now. I would like to tell you about another one. We are Sounds Like Autism. Produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Which is full of impactful programming. It's the podcast that celebrates neurodiversity by speaking to the people who are helping to create a more inclusive world. I am Dave Thompson. I am an educator and an innovator and a leader within the space of helping the world become a more inclusive place for neurodivergent people as a neurodivergent self-advocate myself. And my co-host, Josh Mursky, is an incredible, hardworking, big-picture dude who is on the autism spectrum and super stoked to spread his message of inclusion along with me. We've had folks on from all over, all walks of life, all over the country, and more. You don't need to be someone who is autistic yourself or have skin in the game. You don't need a family member or a neighbor who is autistic. You probably have one, but you don't need any of that to get stoked on neurodiversity and inclusion. We're confident that if you give us a shot, if you join us on our journey, that you'll be a lifer and you'll be fully invested in this mission. We are just so delighted and honored to have this kind of platform to share with you all what we do check us out i hope you enjoy your current podcast and then after that skedaddle and come right over here to sounds like autism and check us out now back to the show you're listening to peace love and bring it back with me uncle dave dave shemetsky how do you help your clients manage like the situation now where the economy isn't as helpful as in other times yes um so the aging, before I answer that, the aging, uh, the aging parent checklist guide that we talked about is actually at agingparentchecklist.com. Okay. Agingparentchecklist.com is where that free, it's, it's 26 plus pages. It is outstanding. Uh, and hopefully will make a difference for someone else, uh, based on what you and I have recently went through. So, you know, when, when there's, when the capital markets are frenetic and, 
we're in an environment with rising interest rates and Federal Reserve in terms of uh, of trying to combat inflation. Um, I think it's important for people. You can't control what's going on in the capital markets. You can't control what's going on with the Federal Reserve. And so what, what you can control is yourself. And so I think, David, more than anything, what we've explained to the listeners is that without a financial plan or a plan in place, then all of a sudden the activities of what's going on in the market impact you in a way that that is chaos. Mm-hmm. And so planning in any regard, whether a financial plan is important as it relates to investments and money to not let the capital market sway you. But another way to describe that is back to those natural money laws. The ebb and flow is like nature. We ebb and flow all the time in our lives. And so during those, the, we love the flows, a lot of money coming in, we're feeling great. But all those entrepreneurs out there that are listening, you totally get the ebb and flow. And when it's ebb, is a time to focus on yourself. When you think of what happened with COVID, that was a time to actually go inward mm-hmm. and review your, yeah, review your business. What courses are you going to take? What certifications of anything do you need to do? And it was a lot easier to do it because you didn't have to fly anywhere. You could do it online. And so that's when you work inward and you grow inside. And for for people that are nearing retirement, that's when you figure out, okay, what's next? Don't worry about the, the markets because the markets will take care of themselves. They ebb and they flow just like life. That's just what they do. And you have to understand that it's not long term. It looks like this line that goes like this when you see those charts that people in my industry share a lot. But when you look close and you zoom in, it's like this. So the bigger, take the long view, step back. So you see what it really looks like versus, you know, microscopic. Uh, And then all of a sudden you, it's easier to go, okay, take a breath. What can you control within your family, yourself? Focus on what's important to you. So those nearing retirement, uh, David, one of the books that I wrote is Retirement Secrets, Keys to Retiring Happy, Healthy, and Free. And inside that book, there's over 500 different activities wow. that you could kind of check off. Yes, yes, no, 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 of what you could do in your next journey of your life. What's the next 30? How are you going to show up? And it actually takes you through. It's kind of like a mapping exercise of, of life mapping of things that you used to love that you no longer do. But why not bring up that hobby again? And so those are the kinds of things that you can do where you feel like you're growing yourself. Uh, that was a long answer, but I wanted to kind of go back to the natural money laws with ebb and flow and how to manage yourself during times when you can't control what's happening out there, but you can control it inside. Yeah, I think that, well, I think that those were great points. And, and that's one of the things we talk about on the podcast all, all the time is how you can control yourself no matter what's going on outside. So even financially, it sounds like if you can control yourself, you know, because we're not going to control the, the market. No matter what we want to do, you know, you, you could yell and scream all you want, but you, you can't. But if you can manage yourself and having that great plan, knowing that it's going to, you know, the, the things that are going to go wrong are going to go wrong and figure out how to flip that switch to make it go right. And, and, and it's by taking the risk well and being able to, to learn from, from those pieces and, and building that great foundation. Well, you know, it's, it's capital markets are not what fails. It's human behavior. 
Right. Success around money is not tied to the markets. It's tied to human behavior. And that is the really number one lesson to understand is that if you can control your behavior, the capital markets will work their way through. But what happens is like the Great Recession, 70% of investors capitulated at the bottom of the market. They exited the market. They threw it in the towel. Six, actually, the real number is 69%. Think about how many of them actually had advice and still threw in the towel. So, so what that tells us is, it, so, and actually, let's hold that thought because let's talk about in a minute the type of people that if you are going to hire somebody, what should you look like? What, who should, what characteristics should they have? Because the fact that 69% of investors threw in the towel during the Great Recession tells you that they are getting misinformation and the media is giving them misinformation. Right. Uh, to, to help them not fail. So, so it's not it's not the markets that fail; it's human behavior. But here's the other thing: there's no amount of rate of return that can create an extraordinary life. Right. That's really important to understand. There's no amount of rate of return on your money that's going to create an extraordinary life. Only you can create that extraordinary life, and it's not really attached to the money. Right. So that's everything we've been talking about, but kind of brings that all in and which is retirement secrets kind of takes that okay you finally get to the finish line what's next for you that book is really more of a lifestyle book of how to create an extraordinary life but let's go now to the front of that before you get to that finish line of stepping off for retirement is if you if you are going to get help in your money how do you find somebody because in the nature of the work that I do, 90% of people that say that they do what I do are in sales. 90%. What that means is that they don't work for you, the investor. They work for their brokerage firm, the house, so to speak. It's kind of like when you go to a grocery store and what product is at eye level in this, <laughs> like those products pay more to be on that eye level shelf when you go into that store, grocery store. It's the same in brokerage houses. Mutual fund families, product uh, pr providers pay more to have access to the, to the financial advisors or registered right. representatives uh, to sell things. So what is that 10% that are not in sales and that's the firm that I created, Wealth Legacy Institute. But but a, it's a registered investment advisory firm. They're like a fiduciary at all times, just like a CPA or an attorney. So recognize that that's really where you want to go first. So you get objective advice, not someone trying to sell you something that may or may not be in your best interest. And I think it's really hard to be discerning about that because it's confusing uh, sometimes all we need is a product, and there's nothing wrong with that. And the people that have those jobs in the brokerage world want to do their best work. It's just the way the structure has been established. Right, it's the way the system the system works. Yeah. And, and it sounds like you have to, you know, again, with anything else, you have to find your sweet spot, what works for you. Uh, and I think on mm -hmm. your website, you know, I was looking at one of the different uh, charts, and I really liked the chart you know, about your sweet spot is, you know, What's going to cause for you that 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 low grade headache, right? You know, where you know many financial decisions really cause lots of headaches, and if you definitely don't plan properly, it's going to create you great headaches. Um, <laughs> so, you know, uh, maybe ha what what's the, a sweet spot? You know, besides finding the right advisor. 
that you would say would be great to either create that low grade headache or, or no headache at all. You know, there's, there's, overcome that 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 financial that we we explained earlier. That sometimes we have those financial mindsets where we fear money. We we we're chasing money, or it's not. It's not coming to us because we're not worthy. You know, if we really break it down to the mindset that we're, you know, I, I'm not one of those rich people, uh, you know, and, and, and we have that mindset. That really goes back to the conversation that we had earlier about the red ticket and the snap of when that gift was given to me. I think if you were to unwrap that story is it really comes down to self-respect which is what you just said. I mean, if we don't respect ourselves and feel that we're worthy enough, then we will get exactly that. And I, and I think that's really what happens. So the awareness to know that you, that you need to respect yourself. I mean, um, I'll, I'll share it in a story. Uh, her name was Anne and her goal was to have a million dollars, uh, retire, and do the things she loved. Who doesn't want that goal, right? Sure. You know, million dollars, do what you love, and have less stress. So, of course, she set money aside to try to do that. And after a few years, she realized that she wasn't heading in that direction in the way that she thought she wanted to. And so she asked herself the question, what if I acted like I had the million dollars? What would I do differently? And so she began to set time aside. She loved to write, and she used to write when she was younger. So she set time aside to write, and which was one of the things that she loved to do, and that also made her relax a little bit. Mm. But what happened as she set that time aside is that she continually got interrupted through obligations or different life events that occurred that took her away from writing. Now, what does that tell you? It tells you that she didn't respect her time enough to really keep that in place to make it happen. And she actually realized that. And when she realized that she wasn't respecting herself to set the time aside, to not let other obligations or people interrupt her during that time. And guess what happened? She ended up, after she made that switch and really protected that time in her calendar, her writing became better. She started to write a lot more, and she actually became a best-selling author, made more, more than a million dollars that she could have even thought imaginable when she finally focused and respected herself enough to, to do the things that she loved and made a difference. And, and so that story, like mine and yours, is, is when we had awareness enough to stop and go, I deserve this. I am worthy enough. Mm-hmm to make this happen. And I am going to s- provide self-care in a way that allows this to happen. That's awesome. That That's exactly what we always want to drill home is, is that you are worthy, that we are worthy for everything that we set out. I mean, even that story is she just wanted a million dollars and, you know, <laughs> you know, you know we, we set the bar and if you really go with the right intentions, the right reasoning, the universe will provide. It will provide more than the riches that you ever imagined having. Uh, that's why. Set your bar. I think Michelangelo had said, you know, sometimes we, we, we set our bar so low and we achieve it. Uh, so set your bars high. You know, when you're thinking about all this planning, when you're sitting with financial advisors, when you're sitting with coaches, 
think about what does your perfect life look like? And not perfect. Perfect, we, we, we've, we've spoken, is it an illusion? But what does your best life look like with the ups and downs, with the, the ebbs and flows? That's life. While we, as human beings, we don't like change, it's going to happen, <laughs> right? Accept that change is going to happen and look for the lessons and receive all the, the gifts that we can. So I really know we're, we're going to start wrapping up. Uh, so I know one of the gifts, I want to make sure everybody goes to yep. agingparentchecklist.com. Uh, definitely I'm going to go there right afterwards to make sure that I have all my things set up. But what other sort of gems would you like to leave with us or seeds? I always say, can we walk into our magic garden? And if you were planting some seeds, what's uh, one? I mean, you've given a lot of seeds of knowledge during this episode. Is there uh, another one you'd like to leave as your final notes? Boy, there are a lot of them because we talked about how you do money is how you do life. Yep. But I would say my... I would honestly say that my life's work has led me to one truth. And that, and that truth is that money is looking for you. That's awesome. That's awesome. So remember that. Uh, and and I, I, I'm definitely learning that more and more. Uh, you know, uh, that was one of my intentions as I was finishing up last year. And I said, okay, this is the year I have it all put into place. And, uh, money is looking for me and the opportunities to earn that money, to have the opportunities to then reinvest. That's what this year is, is becoming for me. So I, I wish it all for everybody as well. And thank you so much, Kim, for, for your time. And is, it, is there any one final thing? I don't want to make sure that I've respected your time. Oh. Well, you know, I, yes, I appreciate that. I said I grew up in Buffalo, New York. Well, guess what? Right between the Canadian border and New York State is Niagara Falls. Mm. And Niagara Falls has this enormous power, but it only gets the power from the power plants that line its banks. Mm. That is similar to us as it relates to money is looking for us, is that money needs our ideas just like the power plants. The power plants are like that, just like money is for us with our ideas, our vision, our imagination, our creativity. It needs that to become something of use to the world, similar to the power plants that allow the electricity through New York state because of those plants. Otherwise the falls would just be the falls, just like money is just energy, just nothing right. until we give it what it needs to be. Right. A waterfall is just a waterfall. It's falling just you know, like the sun. It's just, it's just doing its job. Uh, it's, it's our ability to see what it, what it does and to, tap into the unlimited power of, of those things to then really make our lives change. All right. Thanks, David. So fun. All right. Thank you so much. And, and everybody else, as always, I, I know, I know I've learned a lot of things during this episode and hopefully so have you uh, that will listen to it again. And I wish everybody some peace and love as always. And when you're bringing your bat, find your sweet spot and knock it out of the park. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great day. I'm really glad that you're enjoying our show. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios. Executive produced by David Chemetsky and George Andriopoulos. Music selections by James Grant, Zach Nelson, and James Gaither, and licensed through Storyblock. Sound effects and sponsorship music licensed through Epidemic Sound. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is hosted with Podbean. Subscribe to our show wherever podcasts are available. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share with all of your friends. Follow us on Facebook at Peace, Love, and Bring a Back. Follow me, Uncle Dave, Dave Shemetsky, 
on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. You can find all those links and more info at davidchemetsky.com. For show ideas, feedback, guest inquiries, or just a chat, reach out to me at peacelovebringabat at gmail.com. For sponsorship and media inquiries, reach out to peacelovebringabat at lp516.com. Make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Today's journey has come to a close, my friends. I hope the seeds of peace and love continue to grow for each one of you. Remember that peace and love surrounds you and will assist you to rise again. But don't forget to bring it back for what you believe in. Namaste. Namaste.